Hello and welcome to the Truth About Local Government podcast, a podcast aimed at providing a platform to promote the excellent work that the political members and officers of local authorities are doing to overcome the increasing challenges facing the communities across the UK. Additionally, we will be promoting the wider way of career opportunities that exist within local government. We hope this podcast will help drive engagement between the public and local authorities across the UK. In today's episode, I'm exploring the relationship that local governments have with the mainstream media. Unfortunately, the mainstream media is only ever interested in scandals and when things go majorly wrong. Now, we've got a really good example of this, and I'm going to go into a bit of detail on it because it is really important. There's an article that's been published today in the BBC about the Sunshine Millionaire. Essentially, the story is that this apparent, and again, all views in this podcast are just my opinions, but from what the, the article says, supposedly this man has cheated Thurrock Council out of £130 million. And apparently, this is a case of fraud, the biggest ever against a local authority in the UK. Now, the bit about this that's really sad is the article goes into a huge amount of depth discussing how much money was handed over, handed over from the council to these companies, um, to an organisation called Rockfire Investment Finance, in 30, 40 and 50 million pounds um, amounts. And it talks about, you know, there's obviously the, the chief financial officer, the politicians at Thurrock Council are apologetic that this has happened. But no one in the article talks about why it's happened. And this is a classic example of mainstream media in the UK writing to produce scandals because scandals sell stories. What they don't do is give an honest overview as to why this has happened in the first place. And the reality as to why this happened is, yes, there should have been checks put in place. Yes, this should never have allowed this one individual was able to get so much money. But it's not the first time this has happened. And it comes from one simple fact. Councils are drowning. They cannot deliver services with the funds they're given by local government. They cannot build stability and long-term financial um, health on one-year settlements. But that, does never, that doesn't feature in the article. Nowhere does it discuss the fact that Thurrock Council was trying to um, bridge a potentially 50% reduction in its um, funding from central government. And this is the problem. Mainstream media, every time on, and again, it goes broader than just journalism, even within, um, you know, EastEnders and films. Let's talk about social care for a second. Every time a social care worker is depicted on a, a BBC, let's call it EastEnders, for example, it's always about taking the children away. When the reality is, is that's the last thing that, you know, care workers are looking to do. That's the last thing they want to happen because they know there's much better outcomes if they stay with the children. But again, it's sensationalising those roles and it's sensationalising the issues. But never do we have a fair or even a comment to outline why it's happening. And I think I'm not expecting, you know, if everyone at home is listening, who's like, well, you know, did Thurrock Council, were they defrauded? Yes, they were. And they're a victim, you know. And, you know, should they have, you know, not been, you know, been, uh, you know, convinced by this, this hustler, this, this, potentially this con man? Yeah, of course. But also, 
that section one for one officer has a huge level of responsibility outside of um, uh, outside of, of this one particular investment. It's essentially trying to continuously plug gaps in a sinking ship. It's just taking buckets of water out. And so, you know, they're having to look at more radical um, solutions. And that leaves the sector vulnerable to consultancies coming in and charging extortionate fees to a situation like this. Uh, that's happened again. And, you know, I just think that we have to, as a society, if you want to read a story that's sensationalizing and, and kind of just selling the drama, that's absolutely fine. But just don't forget to ask why that's happened in the first place. Because there is a really sad story there. And I, I hate to sound like I'm ranting, but, you know, it's just infuriating. Um, and also, the other thing as well is, there is a need for the public to understand that these situations, it is a huge amount of money. But what happens in a few isolated incidents should not change the flexibility around uh, investment that the government is trying to do to bridge the funding gap that's working really well elsewhere in the sector. You know, the central government has to be seen to be reactionary. So they make these broad changes. But actually, you know, there was a lot of places where the, pu the Public Work Loans Board, the investment was going really well. You can't let a few councils that have got it wrong stop many other councils who are getting it right and therefore can deliver frontline services. Because that's what it's all about. There's not enough money on the table. The first people that are hit, you know, 60% of spending is around 2% of the population, is on 2% of the population. So guess what? If the, if the funding gets cut by half and councils are, are hamstrung and restricted as to how they can get um, revenue in to support frontline services, the vulnerable people in our society were the ones that suffer. And, you know, the people that are writing these articles, um, you know, I don't criticise them for writing the article. What I criticise is the fact that they're not then following up with a, an article about why it's happening. Because the councils are the glue that holds everything together in society. And it's easy to take a shot at them because they're big and they're, they're obviously public facing. But until we start to really challenge the fact that we are in a situation where there is not sufficient funding. The NHS isn't funded properly. You know, it, it's ridiculous. But what most people don't understand is the funding crisis in local government is far worse than the NHS, far worse. And I'm not for one second saying we should be funding the NHS. Absolutely, we should. But no one seems to, in, in, in the media, give two hoots to the fact that councils aren't getting any other money. So to finish my rant, um, I think the key thing I would say is, you know, have a read of the article because it is interesting. Um, and absolutely, off logs creation, there needs to be proper governance around investment decisions, not for one second saying there shouldn't be. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, there's a reason why councils are becoming so desperate because, you know, nobody goes into a role in a government who doesn't want to help those people in society and to deliver a really good service to the public. And the reality is that, you know, there's just not enough money and there's not enough also, so there's also not enough ability to plan long-term. It's ridiculous that councils have to balance the books every year. They can't carry a, a deficit like you can in the NHS. It's just, 
councils have essentially have one arm and one leg tied behind their back and are being told to run a marathon. And it's no surprise that people are falling over or being taken advantage of by potential con men or women or people. So that's my point for today. It's that the media has a responsibility and uh, an obligation to, if you're going to tell a story about local government, at least have the decency to explore why that's happening. That's all for now, guys. We've got a lot of interviews uh, lined up next week. We've got some excellent guests coming in from chief execs from local government, town clerks from town councils. We've got directors of finance, directors of property, directors of regeneration. Thank you for your support and thank you for all the messages um, saying how well the uh, the podcast is going and uh, you know for giving a voice to the sector. It's a real privilege to, um, to have such great people on. Have a great long weekend and I look forward um, to producing more episodes in the coming weeks. The Truth About Local Government podcast is proud to endorse SUSO, a charity set up to support people from disadvantaged and diverse backgrounds finding roles in entry-level positions within local government legal services. If you are interested in supporting this course, please find details in the link below. SUSO, stand up, speak out. You have been listening to the Truth About Local Government podcast. Remember, your local council does some amazing work, but you can help. So remember to vote and be engaged with the work they're doing. If you like this podcast, please like, share and give a five-star review. If you would like to feature on the podcast, have any shout-out of excellent work being done by a local authority or have any topics you would like covered, please email me at Truth about local government at gmail.com. Truth about local government. Local government is at the heart of what we do.